This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, let's check in with our Scott Schatz now because we are talking about a very important issue, something that I think men struggle with voicing sometimes, and that is talking about their mental health, Scott. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I like to make this like a thing that I talk about because I, uh, oh, I know I like to talk about mental health. I have done a ton of work on my mental health and like I'm, I'm proud of that. But I also have a lot of friends and colleagues and, you know, guys in, in my world who I know wrestle with this as well. And it, they getting over that initial hump of just taking the first step of dealing with your mental health is always a really hard thing. I will say, though, I feel like there's been a, a lot of growth in this area. I think men today are much more comfortable in talking about it. Yes, absolutely. And part of that is because of these conversations that we're having and because of people like Nick Sandor. He's the executive director at the Men's Therapy Center. They do this work in Victoria. And I wanted to talk with him about this this mental health stuff, specifically as it relates to men. Uh, you know, yesterday was Blue Monday. It's a hard time for a lot of people right now. And, uh, you know, I talk with buddies and everybody's kind of open and talking with their friends, but I wanted to know why so many men are still so reluctant to actually look into actual therapy. Well, I think it really stems from the, the notion of traditional, you know, depictions or ways of being masculine. And so, of course, you know, that, you know, boys don't cry, toughen up, suck it up, all that kind of rhetoric um, through generations does have an impact. And I think, you know, even though we're starting those conversations where maybe we're looking at masculinity in a new way and we're talking about things like toxic masculinity and opening conversations about mental health, I mean, there's generations of a certain way of being a man that we have to unpack. So even though we're starting those conversations, there's still that felt sense of, I have to be tough, I have to be strong, I can't be vulnerable. And so it's really about an invitation to start allowing men to feel um, vulnerable and also to just kind of embrace that discomfort that comes with new ways of thinking and stepping into new ways of being. Okay. Tell me about the work you do at the Men's Therapy Center. Yeah. So we primarily do individual therapy in Victoria, BC. Uh, We started in 2003 and we work through a trauma lens. So we're actually a trauma center and work primarily with trauma survivors, but have kind of branched out because the need for mental health support in our community is overwhelming. Um, So most people, you know, looking for mental health support can come in our doors and receive care and support. Um, And most of what we do is individual therapy. So we have a team of practitioners that can work with folks, you know, whether it's anxiety, childhood trauma, relationship issues, um, depression are all things we can help folks how could a like let's say uh, if someone's listening and they're like oh I don't and I'm not really sure what like what is a, a normal level of depression or anxiety and there can be other examples too but those are kind of the two that I feel like are most prevalent in the sort of mental health sphere and I think we need to understand or at least maybe you can clarify this that like some anxiety is normal like it's normal to feel sad when sad things happen in your life what's the difference between that and being depressed or like the difference between being nervous because you have to talk in front of a thousand people at a work retreat or actually having anxiety 
That's a great point. And I think, you know, when we look at those things, you know, there's a little bit of an assessment that uh, you know, an individual can do for themselves being like, are my relationships healthy? Do I enjoy my job? Do I enjoy my family? Do I have time to do things that I enjoy? And am I leaning into those things? So it's kind of that internal assessment of where someone's at with their life. Um, we also have to disrupt the perception that we access mental health services when something's wrong, right? We can also be proactive in enhancing our skills and abilities to, you know, enhance our our individual wellness, our relationships with others, right? Just the way we would with our healthcare. It's kind of like, you know, exercising and eating healthy. Well, we want to apply those same tactics to our mental health as well. So, of course, those physical aspects like um, exercise and healthy eating contribute a lot to mental health. But there's, you know, no no problem going to a therapist and being like, yeah, I want to work on some things. Sometimes I think I'm depressed, but I'm not sure I want to talk about it. I mean, a therapist will do that with people. I mean, even you know, a lot of folks that work as therapists see therapists on a semi-regular basis, not because of a particular issue or they're concerned, but they want to be proactive in exploring their mental health and keeping it up at a healthy level because it does require that upkeep as well. Yeah, absolutely. I am a big advocate of therapy. I go every week and I love it because it gives me an opportunity to work out some of my stuff. And I've been doing that for years and it's really helped me um, evaluate how I process a lot of things that happen in my life. But I kind of when I started going, I sort of equated it to like this is going to the gym for my brain. It's like my brain doing a dumbbell curl, you know, and eventually it gets stronger. And now I'm, I'm so thankful that I can say I'm at this place where I, I feel like I have a better control over my thoughts. Like a, maybe a thought comes up and like, it doesn't run away, you know, from me, I can, I can manage it or put it through like a, a filter and say, Oh, this is just a thought. This is just a feeling. It's not a reality. And so I'm extremely appreciative of that. And I'm appreciative of the work that you are doing. If people are listening, yeah, and they feel like this resonates with me, where can I go and find more information or some sort of mental health supports? Where's a good place to start? I would say, you know, start um, on our website, you know, uh, menstherapycenter.ca. You know, also, you know, look at, just look online in your local community, what kind of community-based mental health supports are available. What's really important is finding the service and the fit that's right for you. You know, if we use the analogy of the gym, not all workouts are going to work for everybody. You have to find the workout that works for you. So if you go into a mental health service provider, like, oh, this isn't the right fit, you know, keep looking around for what's out there because it does matter that it fits and works with, you know, the way your brain works, the things that make you feel comfortable in that type of setting. So those are things to take into consideration. That's Nick Sandor. He's the executive director of the Men's Therapy Center in Victoria. See, therapy, it's cool, guys. I'm just so glad to hear him talking about it in such an open way. Totally. Is it a generational thing, do you think, Scott? Because I know that you know there is a certain age group where it's nothing to them. They talk about it all the time. Yeah, I think so. I think that like the generation, be- I'm 42, the generation before me, not at all. My generation, a little bit, and then the generation that is coming after me, like kids who are in their 20s, way, way, way more. But people I sort of re- interact with, like middle age, 40s, something, we still got a lot of work to do. All right. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. That is our Scott Chance there.